Okay. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the fourth episode of the Method of the Madness podcast. And I am here with our new guest this week, Andre Cervantes. Guten Abend, allenseits. Ich heiße Andre Cervantes und ich bin ein Künstler aus Canada. Do you speak Deutsch? I don't speak the Deutsch. Ich mit. Stop that, please. When did you learn German? I've been. I've been. I've been. So. I've always had this fascination with, with the German language and the German history and its culture. A lot of people think it, you know, for other reasons, but I've, I've always thought of it to be a very beautiful, uh, very beautiful, powerful language, you know, like it's a, some say it's the language of discipline. Um, I don't know. And then, you know, a lot of things have come from Germany and like, uh, you know, a lot of science, a lot of philosophy. Mm. Um, I've just been practicing because, like, I've I like my my roommate's European, so he he speaks Portuguese. Okay. Um, and my brother's done the whole Europe thing, so he's been to like Germany, he's been to England, he's been to France, and all that. So I was just like, hey, let's let's learn something. And German just for me, German it felt a little bit easy because English and German kind of have like similar things. Oh, can you bring the mic a little bit closer? Yeah, like. Saying what's up in German would be Vaskut. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just I've always been um, interested in that stuff, and uh, I, I went to school for I went to school for sociology, and a lot of um, a lot of the works we would read would be from like German philosophers and, and social scientists, mm-hmm. not real scientists. Okay. Sorry, can I say that? <laughs> you can you can do that. No no problem. Just trying to see where your mic is at, just to make sure everything's going all right. So this is me. I'm, and you're on the no. I'm the host, Mike. Also, Ramstein is one of my favorite bands. So um, you wanted to understand the lyrics and all that. Yeah, dude. I, I've always been a huge music person growing up. Um, like I know, like you met me through comedy, but mm-hmm. I, I'd say my artistic journey, for lack of a better term, begun when I was I, I was thirteen. And uh, I traded in my GameCube for an electric guitar. Um, you bold son of a bitch! Dude, <laughs> I I know, I know. My dad, my dad was surprised. He's like, "Are you really gonna do this?" I'm like, "I was like, yeah, man, I would be like Kirk Bean." Like I, so in high school, it's funny, dude. Elementary school, I was all about Tribe Called Quest, Wu Tang Clan, uh, Far Side, all mm-hmm. those guys. Homo, what's his name? Dal the Homo Sapien. Mm-hmm. Um, I was really into hip hop, Eminem, D12, and all that. And then I don't, know, I don't know what happened. Like from grade eight to like grade nine mm-hmm. is when this transition happened. I started listening to um, Taking Back Sunday, uh, Blink 182 a lot, and mm-hmm. I just got into like that kind of music a lot more. And then um, later on, I started hearing you know like guys like uh, Slipknot, mm-hmm. uh, Ramstein was another one, System of a Down. So I just I started getting more and more in love with music and the different types of like you know melodies and sounds that you can make from it so i yeah i traded in the gamecube to get an electric guitar because i wanted to learn all these songs so i used to write these songs um just whatever you know i in high school like i in, in high school i was just like that guy mm-hmm. who's always playing like guitar in, in in the hallway hey can you play something cool and like i wasn't like I wasn't like super popular or I wasn't like a loser or anything. It was just like, oh, it's... It's the guy with the guitar. It's the guy with the guitar. It's the guy with the guitar. Like, I was that loser mm-hmm. that if I got invited to a, to a house party and saw a guitar, I'm playing Wonderwall. That's that's how <laughs> that's how much of a cliche I was. But, um, yeah, I, I used to do... I used to record some of my own stuff because it was a lot harder finding, like, you know, doing music independently. It was It was... A, hard to find like a producer for me mm-hmm. or, or whatever um but i learned how to you know do recordings on my computer and stuff and i did some of that i i used to dabble with, with that um i used to do i used to you know be in in, in rock bands you know punk bands metal chord bands um i i even did like a like a folk duo with this girl from montreal mm. but the thing is with music man like i don't know i everyone bands especially like there's always guys who want to do their own thing or want to put like there's always like that internal 
musical creative difference that that ends up happening like me i'm the, the kind of music that i'm into now if i if i were to continue doing music mm -hmm. hopefully i do um i'm into a lot of shoegaze music um what What's that, that so what that is it's pretty much if uh, a band's like mazzy star um chapter house these are bands that oh a good example would be my bloody valentine it's this irish band from like the late 80s early 90s and what they do it's a lot of like droney fuzzy type of of, of sounds mm -hmm. it's like it sounds like a car crash an electrical car crash for for lack of a better term um but the thing is with shoegaze it doesn't all sound like that you have bands like uh mazzy's star and cigarettes uh after sex that are more melodic more like mm -hmm. uh, slow and more soothing um but yeah like with that i've been trying to learn on my own seeing how i can you know do a do it at home because if there's one thing i i did learn from like covid it was um people people ended up doing a lot of like their own thing mm -hmm. like you know stores were closed people weren't allowed out but then you know people were locked in for such an amount of time where they're like okay i gotta do something i feel like covid was the it was the catalyst of this explosion of like social media in a sense that everyone can make you know a living online you can mm -hmm. be a fitfluencer you could be you know a TikTok dancer now these are things like i i don't i may or may not certainly agree with but it is something that people can do um so like you know through covid i was just like okay i'm not going out anywhere let's let's study more about like music production and stuff like mm -hmm. um and then it was 20 around 25 26 is when i decided to do comedy because mm -hmm. way back when <laughs> no worries man. i was uh so back then i was working at a starbucks mm -hmm. and there was a chapters indigo connected to our starbucks mm -hmm. now like this is probably like the best thing like one of the best stories i'm gonna tell mm -hmm. um the guy that used to work at that indigo was mm -hmm. jesse singh you ever heard of jesse singh i've heard of him yes. dude honestly that this guy used to him him and uh johnny Bada mm -hmm. and this guy mark goodman they used to run a show i think in Vaughn at this place called V Seven Lounge, and dude, like night every time they had a show there, it was always all laughs and stuff like that, dude. Mm -hmm. um, so I used to tell stupid jokes to some of the girls that worked there, uh, and you know some of the guys were like, "Hey, you, you tell a lot of, like messed up jokes." There's this guy that you know does stand up, like you should talk to him. So I saw Jesse, I introduced myself, and I was just like, "Hey, I want to see like your shows." Mm -hmm. So I would see him around at that place, mm -hmm. and then I just asked him like, you know, how do I get started? Like, mm -hmm. I like, like, I used to do like open mics at like Humber College when they had like, you know, things at their bars and stuff. But mm -hmm. I thought, let's, let's try comedy. Let's see how it is. Cause mm -hmm. I was, I was always doing like music and stuff. I was getting to the point where I felt stagnant and I felt, um, I guess overwhelmed with it, mm -hmm. that I wanted to pick up a different art form. And I've always been a, a, a fan of comedy too. So I was like, mm -hmm. Hey, how do I get started? He took me to like this show in Brampton and from then on. Uh, he introduced me to like uh, you know the, the Facebook groups on how to find mics and stuff like that, and from then on, I was just like going every night, every everywhere that I can, you know, get on stage, go all, out as early as I can for the mm -hmm. list and stuff like that. And that's like it, it got to the point where it just became a habit after, like um, you know, I I was seeing the way these guys ran ran the show, how you know they would pack in the place, uh, and people were always laughing, and I've I've been told that. I'm a funny like I'm a funny person. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing: there's one thing being like saying something funny and then just being Act being actually funny. I feel like I'm just a funny person overall. Mm -hmm. But I gave it a ch I gave it a shot, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I I the thing that I struggle with in terms of comedy is like I guess the subject matter that I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So like growing up, I was a huge fan of Eddie Murphy, Dave mm -hmm. Chappelle. Um, Patrice O'Neill. Mm -hmm. A lot of people would think, oh, you probably like George Lopez or Carlos Mencia. Like, I did not like those guys growing up at all. If there is one, like, Latin comic I did enjoy was Pablo Francisco. You no. ever hear him? I've heard of him. I so, he's him. the guy that does, like, uh, like uh, he does, like, the movie man voice as a joke. In the world. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Arnold Schwarzenegger is, like, the tortilla boy or something mm -hmm. like that. You have to get out of here. I mean, like, he... He made me laugh. George Lopez, Carlos Mencia. For me, it was just like watching my uncle rant about shit on stage. Like I, like legit, 
if you're if you come from a Latin upbringing, yeah. you're you're gonna have family members like mm. that. Yeah. Uh, Gabriel Iglesias, I do, I I love and hate. Yeah. You know, he's just I don't know what it is about him. He's just so like lovable and squishy that I hate it. <laughs> you know, when you see a baby that's so cute, you just want like you want to do it's fucked up. Like you have these intrusions. I don't have. No, but like. <laughs> What I'm, talk- what I'm talking about is like when you see some- like okay something that I I you know okay like, Kirby yeah Kirby's so cute you want to dip him in your coffee you know something stupid like that okay that's what I mean you know like but then you don't hate him well it's like it's like oh, I hate that I he's so cute I don't know I don't know what it is but you you hate that you want that energy I guess I yeah. I don't know like that's the thing too like. It's not just like the stuff I say on stage. It's also how I, I perform too. Because like, from people who know me mm. and who see me on stage, it's like I'm very like animated, animated. And I I'm not really like I don't I don't like that too much, you know. Because like, I know that's how I come off now. But like, mm-hmm. dude, off camera, I'll be like very mellow. Be like, mm. hey, you want to go for a walk? Want to read a book? Let's talk philosophy. Let's do something, you know. Yeah. But uh, that's just um. I don't know. That's just how I came uh, came across off on on stage when I I was starting out. You know, I felt like um, you had to like hit them hit them hard, or I don't know. Like it's I, a balance, I guess. Because I, 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 the thing is, like, I I grew up listening to a lot of different people. Like, you mm-hmm. know, I, there's like Eddie Murphy, Dave Chappelle, Patrice, and then mm-hmm. I also for a time was listening to like guys like Sam Kinison and mm-hmm. Bill Hicks. Uh, Carlin is there too. Prior, I didn't really get too much into mm-hmm. I, I honestly I'm not sure why like I've, I've seen his work mm-hmm. and not that it means fuck all from somebody like me but like at the end of the day I'm still an audience mm-hmm. right um, and I don't know like I do find him funny but like he's the product of his time I guess I don't know what it is like he, I, I, I know he's funny and I give him credit for being that hilarious but I just no I, for me it, it wasn't it like mm-hmm. a lot of people are like oh for a guy who's like really into Eddie Murphy Mm. You know, we would think you'd be you'd like it, you'd like Richard Pryor. Well, I, I, I've, like I've gave it. I've, I give I, I give a lot of comedians a shot. Mm-hmm. Like I, yes, I have my own style that I enjoy watching, mm-hmm. but like I'll listen to everything and anything. Like, dude, I, I, I I'll even watch. I was even watching like that new Amy Schumer special, mm-hmm. and my uncle's just like, "What the fuck are you watching?" I'm just like, "Hey, it's just give it a shot." Well, because like I do think she's funny, mm-hmm. and I, I, I think the one movie I thought she was great in was train wrecked with bill hater okay uh that one and i feel pretty too i watch a lot of chick flicks sue me <laughs> you allowed to watch what the hell you want i watch a lot of world war ii documentaries so do i that's yeah. what you know that's why you gotta learn yeah but like the, the thing is like with all that like comedy is just so different as i said it's very subjective it means so many different things to so many different people it does and like that's why for me it's just like when people ask about like the definitions or what is comedy or who can do comedy or how to do comedy it's not a simple yes or no it's not it's not something you can teach mm-hmm. like i understand there are classes for it 100 mm-hmm. percent. like i'm not speaking out anything against it but like i feel like with, with certain art forms mm-hmm. it's like either you have it or you don't have it mm-hmm. i don't know maybe that sounds very pretentious to me to say but like, no, you're not wrong for like when it comes to music like mm-hmm. i didn't really have like a music teacher mm-hmm. like i do i'm not i'm not saying i'm amazing at it mm-hmm. but like i remember i was like what 13 14 years old I'd get like a you know Fallout Boy record or an MCR record, put it on, and like try to go along with it. Like yeah, I would look up the sheet notes online, mm-hmm. but like I would try to like train my ear. do it, do it, do it off by ear. Yeah, but again, like I said, like who am I to tell you what to do? Mm-hmm. As long as you're going up on stage, as long as the people who are there to watch comedy are laughing at you, mm-hmm. regardless of what what the other acts are saying, you're doing your job. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what it comes down to. And it's also weird, like, this. I'm going to explain a uniquely Canadian thing. Is that in Canada, people laugh through their teeth and through their head. They're not laughing out loud. It's one of the weirdest things on the planet, because you think you're bombing when you're not. <laughs> yeah, I, I've had, like, and even when you're watching, like, really funny movies, yeah. you're just saying, dude, that was hilarious. hilarious. But you're not actually laughing. I don't know, man, like... I'll say this. Mm-hmm. Comedy does feel a lot different now than it used to, mm-hmm. you know, pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I've I've been to the shows now, and some of the ones that I've been on, like, you know, you have people that are there, but, like, not as much as before. Mm-hmm. Again, even back then, it was, like, hard to get people in, too, because, like, 
you know, the difference between comedy in Toronto and comedy in New York. In New York, there's always something going on. There's always some guy mm. every single blog being like, hey, comedy show, comedy show. Yeah. You know, there is a community here. There is an art form here. But I, I don't know. I've, there's, for some reason, it's not getting as much attention as it should. Because there's, dude, there's a lot of funny people here. Exactly. And what really, I wouldn't say what breaks my heart. Mm. But what, what I guess what kind of saddens me is that you get people, guys, um, who do their best here mm -hmm. and they leave to the States for, mm -hmm. you know, a better, better life in comedy, which, you know, sometimes people can make it big here, but like, usually the, the journey is you get big where you are, you go to New York or you go to LA, mm -hmm. you know, to you go with the big boys or something like that. You go like, to like wherever, yeah. There's, there's like, for music, there's a huge music community in Toronto. Like, like it's, it's it's recognized mm -hmm. universally you know like people around the world will know like Celine Dion's from Canada or something you know and Drake and yeah in the well, weekend and, and that's not to say people don't know like Russell Peters is from Canada but like yeah. or Jim Carrey but like how many Canadian comedians that stayed in Toronto or gained that that mm -hmm. you know and like that's not to bring down the amazing performers that we have now all I'm saying is like I feel like there's a, a lack of attention to comedy in Canada mm -hmm. again that's just my opinion of it's it. your because like yeah. growing up you know I was maybe it's because I was mostly into music but I was mm -hmm. always hearing about a concert happening at the Horseshoe Tavern mm -hmm. something going on at the Coalition Lounge something going on at the Budweiser Halls, stage Massey Hall like in all honesty like I've only ever heard Comedy Bar once or twice before I ever started doing comedy before before that mm -hmm. so like you know and that's not to say like you know it's it's growing but like like i said i feel like there needs to be a lot more to be done to promote mm -hmm. to promote the art that we have here exactly because like and that's part of the reason why this show is is so that everyone because like the biggest problem with that i'm seeing that's facing comedy in toronto right now is that there's not that emotional connection with the comedian itself like like why should you care with what this person's saying because like no one really knows who anyone is and we're just all kind of like running around with our chicken chickens with our heads cut off yeah i feel like mm -hmm. i feel like people have mm -hmm. the destination mm -hmm. in sight without having the journey planned exactly um but and you know i say that even though we have shit like jfl and stuff like that but like you know, it's just. But we bring in people from all over the world well, for that. Like if you look at the JFL lineups, yeah. how many of those acts are Canadian? You know, mm -hmm. like. Like what's uh, the, who the one headlining us right now is Andrew Schultz, and he's from New York. Yeah, and not you know not to say that he's a you know he doesn't not, deserve it. He just fucking deserves it. Hilarious, yeah. but like it would like for in order for us to like push this art yeah. to new people mm -hmm. to beginners you know you need certain role models right mm -hmm. like we we got russell peters we got jim carrey maybe there are other people that i don't know like yeah you got john candy and stuff like that mm -hmm. but like they're but john Candy passed away <laughs> yeah it's just yeah. i don't know man like i i i know that we have something here but i feel like there's something missing to kind of like elevate us elevate us to to like that new york level i guess mm -hmm. i get but, who the fuck am I? <laughs> I? I'm just saying this, like, where there's chaos, there's opportunity. And there's a lot of chaos here because, like, everyone's just trying to do what they can. And I, there's a lot, like, I, there's a lot of great talent here. A lot. And I don't, like, how do I put this? One of the, one of us is going to shine. I know without a doubt. If it's not, it, like, if it's not going to happen today, it's going to happen tomorrow. Like, someone's going to just grab someone's attention. I don't know who that person is, but they're going to deserve it. Because there's just so many talented comedians. And the fact that, like, we're so close-knit and we are all willing to help each other is... Like, I've like me and Ahavi were talking about Comedy Marmalade. How, like... There's nothing like that in any other city where, like, a whole group of comedians will just come together and help each other, like, make their jokes work. And, like, remember, like, the, an out-of-town comic came in, like, when, what the hell? I've never seen something like this before. So, and you got people, like, who are actually starting to make waves, like Mark Hallworth. 
Vong has always been doing something great. Um, whom else? Like, the list goes, uh, oh, it's called, um, Ron Jossel. He, who's, who's fucking killing it all over the world. But I can see what you're talking about, like, someone who's centralized here, you're like, you're like thinking of like a Jim Norton. Who's just like, or Dave Attell. Who's big in New York and people will just come to New York to see them. That's what you mean. I, I understand it. Because, like, with us, it's not that person who you're going to fly to Toronto to just come see because he's just going to be... He or she is going to be here. And, and I guess I guess that does make sense in a way because, mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. if I'm from, like, let's say I'm from Boston. Yeah. And I fly to Toronto to see Andrew Schultz. Yeah. I got, like, time to kill. What am I going to do? Mm -hmm. There's not... Maybe there's not, like... Because, like, New York, mm -hmm. dude, you can do... There's always something going on, right? But I will add to this, what you are explaining is a uniquely Torontonian thing. Is that you think that there's nothing to do here. There is always something to do here. It's just that, like, I've gone to New York, I've gone to LA, I've gone to Las Vegas, I've gone to Louisiana, and you talk to the locals, they will say the exact same thing. There is nothing to fucking do here. I guess, you know, because I guess because we're just desensitized. We're desensitized to living here. we've been everywhere. We've and... been everywhere, and we just, like, for example... The amount of times I've gotten my friends from America to, when they found out I used to live near Niagara Falls, they're like, why don't you always go to Niagara Falls? Why don't you do this? Because you do it once, you don't want to do it ever freaking again. Yeah. It's, a, it's the same thing yeah. as here. You go to a police aquarium, whatever. You go to the Steam Tower, whatever. That's true. Cause, so I grew up I grew up where, uh, so I, I, I grew up in Maple. Mm -hmm. This is where Canada's Wonderland is. Yeah. And same thing, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, my friends from like church mm -hmm. they, they were all from Toronto They're like oh you live like right by Wonderland like why don't you just go every day and I was just like well it's like I've been there like so many times to the point where it's just like it's lost all meaning it's just like whatever like I'll listen to like people on the roller coasters mm -hmm. when I'm walking through there or whatever and mm -hmm. it's just like oh, okay like I, so I know what it means when it's like a local thing mm -hmm. um, but yeah like uh, I don't know like I, I know there is there's something here there's and, mm -hmm. and like dude I'm I'm happy that they mm -hmm. like the like the, the like the amount of talent that mm -hmm. there is now, um, like especially with like the newer acts that I've met mm -hmm. like back, mm -hmm. like you, uh, Miguel, mm -hmm. Miles, um, Brandon Chifone. Dude, that guy is hilarious. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> yeah, like sometimes like mm -hmm. oh my god, I, and, and and okay, so for anyone who doesn't know, Brandon Chifone, mm -hmm. hilarious comic, he is uh, visually impaired. Yeah. And I always forget that because mm -hmm. I'm always like stoned most of the time. Every, <laughs> every time I say hello to Brandon, I'm always, I Try always to shake his hand. I always, shake, I always, I always stick up my hand, and and like Miguel's always giving me looks. He's like, dude, he's like, what the fuck? I'm like, oh shit. But yeah, no, it's like you know, it, it's it's nice to see a lot of a lot of like heart. Mm -hmm. You know, that's is, is what I'm trying to say. If you want to talk about heart, the one comedian that I'll always bring up is jared nathan oh dude yeah jared jared nathan's been like killing it big like even like before covid that yeah. guy was um do i remember i did shroom tea with that guy once it was <laughs> oh my god oh my god that guy just does so much random you, crap you know what's you know what's okay you know what's really fucked up so me and my uncle yeah we went we went to a show at a park and Jared was on it too. Yeah. So it was just me, my my, my uncle, because I call him my uncle, family friend, mm. um, this other comic yeah. and Jared Nathan, and we were all just like you know playing around with each other. Yeah. And then the other comic and Jared were kind of like wrestling, yeah. and I was like, "Yo, be careful! He's got that extra strength." <laughs> Why would you see him, dude? We we all we all three of us dropped. And and Nate and Jared Nathan started like get, like he was like yo fuck you man <laughs> like I was like hey hey we're we're boys we can you know yeah, but, uh, maybe Jer that was extreme for me to say but no, like, you, Jared you is a good sport guy, if you if you hear this guy on stage okay like you gotta watch him what's his plug Jared Nathan comedy yeah. very funny dude very very humble dude too because like I'll yeah. be I'll be like yo Jared you're, you're blowing up you know you're in Texas you're over here Joe Rogan mentioned yeah, you yeah. he's like hey. I'm just me, man. Yeah, he is... He is one of, the, like, the smartest and nicest people I've ever talked to. You wouldn't think, like... Uh, I forget the name of his disorder. It's, like, Global's... Uh, what's it called? Because he has, like, a little bit of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, his, yeah. 
Mine is autism is Jackhammer. I don't know. It's one of his jokes. It's one of his jokes, but he's like, like, he's one of those comics, comics that will make me think about what he's saying. And that's what I love about him. Yeah, like, yeah. dude, when yeah. I... Like, I... I and, and that's the thing. I've, I've learned... Mm. Same way with you and I. Yeah. I'm like that with him. Yeah. You know? You just, like... You, you're just, like... He, he, he is one of the more eloquent, put-together, like, just knows what he's doing, comedians. And, like... like you, you get that stereotype of, like, of uh, Down syndrome in your head... And you think like oh like he would would know? Well, yeah, yeah. I don't know what 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 he has, but I I know that he's fucking hilarious. Yes, he is Dude, hilarious. I I remember like we used to do like if I would see him on mics and stuff like that, he'd be like, "All right, yo, take notes. This is how it's done." I'm like, "Yo, easy there, dog." But he's not wrong. He's not wrong. <laughs> like he's he's like every time I've seen this guy, like he's killed it, especially with the subject matter that he's covering. That he's covering, like it's for me, it's just like holy shit, like. Like, he, like we're I, right here, and he's like right here. Like, yeah, like I've, because the thing is, and that's like as I was talking about earlier, like subject matter. Like mm-hmm. I have, I have jokes that are stupid, they're silly. Mm-hmm. I have like my okay, I guess TV humor type of jokes, and then I have my dark jokes. And I'm always every time I go up on stage, I'm always mixing everything together, where it's just like, fuck, comedy gumbo. What what am I gonna, like I gotta pick something, mm-hmm. you know? I can't I can't go up there and be like. Hey, I look like the fat guy from Modern Family, and then be like, "Hey, my dad died, but don't worry about it." Now I can suck. make fun of it. Yeah, yeah. don't you know? give away your humor, man. <laughs> don't give away your jokes, man. Like it's well, you know, <laughs> who's gonna watch me after this? Not to say Sean represent. <laughs> Honestly, I <laughs> one of the one okay one of the most touching moments. Mm-hmm. I might get emotional here. Okay, no problem. One of the most touching moments that I've had with this guy. I met him at Saltos. I think the first time I met you was yeah. at Saltos. And uh, I go up on stage. I think I was there with... Who else were we with? We were there with Ruby. Ruby. We were there with there Steve too. DeGay. We were there with um, Sid. Steve DeGay is another funny guy, too. Oh, he's going to be on here soon. Dude, his his musical comedy is fucking... Oh, crazy. he kills that on stage, man. Um, So, I remember I got off stage. We were all outside, you know, yeah. hanging out with everybody. And, and you're like... <laughs> You're like, how long are you doing this? I'm like, I'm, I, I think like five years. And you're like, is that why you're so good? And I was just like, what? <laughs> you, we actually thought it was good? Like, because I remember, like, you were like the only one that was like giggling at my shit. Everything, like, you know, Saltos is a fun room, but it's... No one's listening. Yeah. And, that, you know, that really touched me because like, you know, I... I, I it's very rare for me to hear something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, not to mention like, you know, my uncle, my buddy Miguel, mm-hmm. you know, they're always telling me that. You know, mm-hmm. all the time, and I gotta give up. I you know, I gotta give it up to my boy Miguel Jose de la Barrera. Mm-hmm. You too, man. You guys have you guys are always breaking my balls about coming out and doing open mics and stuff right now. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, the guy always checks in on me. You know, mm-hmm. if like I'm not at a show or anything, he'll be like, "Yo, what's up? Like, mm-hmm. you, you coming out? How come you're not out? Like, mm-hmm. what's what's good?" So, like, we it's nice to have that kind of support now. You know, because mm-hmm. you know, pre COVID, everyone has had their struggles mm-hmm. and stuff like that, and. It's nice that day by day I'm overcoming all of that. That's great. So it's good to have you guys around, you know. And um, the thing is now, like, I'm pretty much on and off with it because, you know, I I've been focusing now. I've been putting a lot of more of my time on like your general health. Well, yeah, getting physically fit and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. when I got back, when I got back in August, mm-hmm. um, I think it was 2022. Yeah, mm-hmm. 2022. Um, I was I was like 144 pounds, mm-hmm. dude. I I look fucking hot. I looked good on stage. I wanted to fuck myself, <laughs> like. And uh, looks too, dude. Yeah, I I looked. I kind of looked like Randall. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this job would be great, but uh, but um, mm. yeah, I was 144 pounds, and then you know I I later on. I got into a relationship with this girl at work mm-hmm. and then I just stopped going to the gym and for six months I was just, I, I ended up going from 144 to like almost 190 and dude I, I got I freaked out that I was just like I gotta make a change again so you know like I was mentioning earlier mm-hmm. like online you can do pretty much anything whether it be mm-hmm. comedy whether it be music mm-hmm. so like 
right now like my posts on instagram are it's all about like me working out trying to get fit and you know i'm not like just like with you know music and comedy it's Mm. a journey right Mm -hmm. and fitness itself i believe it's an art i i want to sound like too like pumping art you're uh pumping the iron it's like coming you know when you're coming with a woman you're coming to work where was that from you've never watched pumping iron no i don't know for the for the guys who want to like work out pumping iron Arnold schwarzenegger um but yeah uh you know watching things like that it it just pushed me to the point where you know i I gotta i gotta do something for myself so Mm -hmm. Now it's just me making posts about like me working out, you know, being like, hey, you gotta stay fit, or, you know, this is what I'm doing today, leg day, pull day, push day. See what kind of, like, I guess, audience I can get with that. Yeah, and just looking at, like, what uh, what other questions we can ask, because I think I'm sorry. I'm listening. Oh. Don't, don't worry. Damn, did I bore you so fast? <laughs> no wonder my ex broke up with me. <laughs> no. Your ex broke up with you because she's freaking insane. <laughs> Yeah. That's another conversation for another day. We're not going to get into that. <laughs> okay. But, like, okay. Let's see here. Um, so, like, uh, we were talking about, like, other comedians, like, that you were watching or growing up. So, I'm guessing, like, who who you idolized when you were younger was, like, Dave Chappelle. It was uh, Eddie Murphy. Like, outside of those ones, like, was there any, like, other, like, artists out there that inspired your writing, like, Kurt Cobain or, like, whatever? So to to be honest, so for comedy, I I I have like very like few like I guess mm-hmm. comedic influences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's those guys I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, Bill Burr, I would say, is another one. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, Russell Peters, I do like. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that I I have more musical influences than I do, I guess, comedic. Okay, like, no problem. Uh, the Pixies, my mm-hmm. favorite band, man. Like since uh, I think I was I want to say I was 15 when I listened to their Doolittle Doolittle record who are they anyways I don't know okay so you you ever watch Fight Club I've watched bits and pieces of Fight Club um okay have you ever heard of a song called Where Is My Mind when your feet on the air and your head on the ground that one yes so that's a song by the Pixies everyone <laughs> knows them because of that song <laughs> for me I grew up listening to like their very early stuff there's this song called Caribou that I really liked. Because um, with the Pixies, they do this thing where it's like their verses are very like slow, melodic, and their choruses are just like, Wah! Yeah. It's it's not like screamo music, but it's it's like alternative rock. Mm-hmm. Um, so guys like them, so the Pixies, Nirvana, Oasis, I, I was I was into for a time. Blur is another one. Gorillaz, like I, uh, Rammstein, Slipknot. Like I, I have all these guys that I listened to growing up that... I guess influenced me in a way where it's just like, you know, they're out of, they're doing something that I wish I could, could be doing, I guess. I don't know. Because like, it, what from personal like personally for me like how my my inspiration comes from like random things like I'm inspired by like Mahatma Gandhi in like for and Tupac Shakur and all like all these other rappers and like. Uh, historical figures as well as like this um a lawyer called jerry spence who wrote a book on how to win an argument every single time okay Uh, so like did their the pixies uh nirvana and all them did did they actually like affect your writing in any way like you actually they did it they they thought like this so yeah okay i wouldn't say my writing but i guess the way i play okay but like if you're for like writing the way like like the way I write my jokes and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's very like I said it's very difficult for me because I don't know how I want to be on stage. Mm. Because like I look at guys like Dave Chappelle, yeah, and it's just like he goes up there talking about like current events, events, but makes it funny. No, it's just there was a there's this smoothiness that he does, mm-hmm. you know. I do like Eddie Murphy, mm-hmm. but the thing is, when Eddie Murphy was big, he was like 22, 24, so obviously yeah. he sounds very like, hey, suck dick, this, that, so yeah. I guess that's where I get some of the, the silliness, but like, I, I want to be more like... Mellow. Not mellow, but just like, kind of like, how do I say this? Like a wolf. 
stalking its prey. I, I don't know. Some like very like you know methodical. The way Wu Tang approach their hip hop with kung fu and stuff like that. I don't know what the name is, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of hip hop had like they were influenced by kung fu. You know, like the fight, the fighting, standing up for yourself. I don't know where I'm going at. But. It's okay. Like this, this is why it's called method to your madness. You're trying to find a method to what you're doing, but like at the same time, like uh, I would say, like rap was just more about like understanding the pain of the situation that you're in. Like here's a, when there was a time. Well, there was mm. a time. I like pre-COVID. I used to write things where I was talking about like mm -hmm. I guess. I guess social political things, current events, stuff mm -hmm. like I I was, I've always I've always had this mentality where it's just like, I don't know I, like there's always something worse happening to somebody else, hmm. and I maybe that's very rude for me to say, but like it's true. It's just like you see people here mm -hmm. in Western civilization mm -hmm. complaining. About irrelevant, very irrelevant, minuscule things. Mm -hmm. You know, like for example, and I don't give a fuck if I'm pissing people off with this, but when everybody was protesting the Harry Potter game, yeah, like it's a fucking video game. Exactly. Like, I, I understand the sentiments of some people, but it's not like I'm gonna play Hogwarts and then I'm gonna go like, you know, bash down Queen Street or something. Yeah. You know, like. Dude, I play Grand Theft Auto. You don't see me going out in the street killing like Latinos, whites, or black people. Mm -hmm. I play Metroid Prime. You don't see me shooting crabs. Yeah, <laughs> shooting crabs. It's just like I, I, I think, like, dude, how can you complain about something like that when like there's people back home where where I'm from mm -hmm. that have to worry about gang violence? You know, women have to worry about like getting raped by these, you know gangsters and stuff like that mm -hmm. and I, I had humor where it was just like I would talk about things like that mm -hmm. but I would get people telling me oh you're too real that's too much like for example like I saw this interview and again I don't know if it's satire or not because everything on the internet is presented as fact yeah so there was this girl who was doing an interview I think it was for BBC or something don't don't call me on it but she was saying how the air conditioning was oppressed oh yeah oh yeah you're right that that was an actual bbc so, video yeah so i was like i was like yeah yeah let's forget about the general mutilation going on in like you know africa because mm -hmm. we need to worry about you not being able to bring a sweater to workers and something stupid like that mm -hmm. you know i guess i guess i can now understand why people back then used to call me edgy but i wasn't trying to be edgy i was trying to be like i was trying to pinpoint like here's the thing i do complain about things in my life mm -hmm. but not to the point where it's just like I'm the thinking, whole world should stop the whole world needs to stop yeah like when it comes to representation mm -hmm. i get it there's not a lot of latin people in movies as well it's really hard to say because i do like i here's the thing i don't feel like i'm underrepresented mm -hmm. you know because growing up i i wouldn't say I've, I've had an identity crisis but like before moving to vaughn mm -hmm. i used to live in a neighborhood with you know with latinos and stuff like that mm -hmm. but i wasn't I wasn't that you know that stereotypical Latin guy because exactly. like I said I, I like yeah I listened to hip hop but like I was into like skateboarding you know I I was into like playing video games reading books and stuff like that so like a lot of my friends would call me like whitewash and shit like that which mm -hmm. it kind of hurt mm -hmm. you know because it's just like when we ended up moving you know from Toronto to Vaughn yeah a lot of my friends back then you know it's like they grew like this resentment towards me because my family push themselves to get out of there get out of there you mm -hmm. know like I, I i used to hear it all the time oh this guy lives in rich gay man hill i'm like i don't even live in richmond hill i live in maple like, <laughs> like, like, like you know and i like you know they would make fun of me mm -hmm. but whenever my dad threw a barbecue all these fucking guys were there mm -hmm. you know and i say identity crisis because like what in Vaughn, i grew up with a lot of like mm -hmm. you know portuguese italian european mm -hmm. type of friends mm-hmm and and to them it was always like whenever they needed like a latin caricature mm -hmm. like it was me but it was just like but i'm not like that mm -hmm. oh you're not a real latin person what the hell is a real latin person exactly because i because i listen to like screamo emo music because i used to do my hair like that that doesn't make me latino no but, i like the food i do the dances sorry i'm going on the thing right now because it's fine it's fine for Go so for, it. for like dude it's upsetting that mm -hmm. for 
a huge amount of time in my life. Like I've been, I've always been told I'm not Latin. Pre-COVID, I would have comics even come up to me and be like, mm. "Oh, you should go on stage, you know, do, do button up like your top collar, mm. and and act act like a like a Latin gangster." Sorry. Go for it. And like, I've done that mm-hmm. recently, and I've done that before, and I felt silly doing it, mm-hmm. but people were laughing at it, and in my head I'm just like, "Fuck!" Like I don't want to get all like. Uh, what is it? It's kind of like leftist or, yeah. or woke or anything, but it's just like for me, it felt silly yeah. because I don't believe when it comes to race and ethnicity, I don't believe that there's a certain stereotype. It's mm-hmm. just the culture mm-hmm. that we're in. Exactly. And like, for me, it's just like I didn't like the only thing that separated me from like I guess all the Latin kids was mm-hmm. the fact that I couldn't speak Spanish as well as them. That was the only thing holding me back. I mean, like I said, I still listen to the music. I still did the dances. I still ate the food, but because I can't speak it properly like you can, I'm less of a Latin person than you. And you I know? totally get that, yeah. Because like for me, it was more lines like, "I'm not West Indian enough" or "I'm not Asian enough." So I understand what you're going through with that. And it's like this too. Like as of right now, I don't like I don't care much about representation at all because of being a mixed kid. Because like how many like let's name all the freaking half trini half filipino characters out there in the planet and i and how much i would care if there was even one i would not care at all because like i'm more interested in like how a person is how i can emulate who they are like and what pisses me off is like this blue beetle movie yeah you know why can't what yo mexicans Latinos, we can be Superman, we can be Green Lantern, but you're gonna make us a beetle? What are you trying to say? That we're <laughs> you tr- you're trying to say we're cockroaches? <laughs> you just say that about the freaking, what's it called, the Black Panther movie? Black Panther. Yeah, like. Uh... No slurs, I'm sorry, just no slurs, please. No, no I'm not gonna, I'm yeah. not gonna say it. But, like, it's just like, you see stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just like. For me, it was just like, I. Uh, like, I get it. Yeah. But, like, I don't feel underrepresented. Yeah. Because the thing is, with Latin culture, it's like, we're very. It's very synonymous. Yeah. The only thing that separates us is where we're from. Yeah. And I guess our mannerisms. And the thing is with me, like I'm not, I'm, I'm a mixed person too. Mm-hmm. But a lot of ignorant people will be like, oh, what's the difference? I'm Salvadorian Guatemalan. Two different types of people. Mm-hmm. Two very different. If you ever met Salvadorian yeah. people, they're very like if you, I don't know, maybe the same thing with with, with Filipinos or or, or you have Trini, right? Yeah. Like the the aunties, they're always on the phone yelling, but mm-hmm. they're not yelling. They're just having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, but like you know, my yeah, that happens. Yeah, family from Guatemala. Yeah. I guess it's because from the region they're from, that they're very like chill, more chill and all mm-hmm. that. Is because like I'd say like when it comes to Latin nations, the only thing that really separates you two is like yeah, how like the um the mannerisms, the the accents, and also just a flag. Yeah, and um, there's like some words that are different. Like yeah. like for example. Miguel, he's half Venezuelan, mm-hmm. so like the Spanish he speaks is different from what you. Is like there's I forget, um, there's a word that he said, mm-hmm. where it, where in Central America it means something else. Mm-hmm. Like it means something. I wouldn't say something offensive, but more like what? Like why would you say that? Yeah. Not like why would you say that, but like yo homie, you making a move on me? Oh like, okay yeah. Like yeah. it's and that's the thing. Central Americans were a lot different than South Americans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm boring you all with this geography talk, but like. But know, this is the stuff that comedians talk about. <laughs> but that's the thing too, because like, <laughs> like I, like I would like to write about my upbringing, but I've yeah. I've always been more into like. I guess the darker stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like. Because the darker stuff makes you think. Well, that's, yeah, like mm-hmm. the whole, like the like, I used to write a lot of stupid stuff on my old Facebook page where it's just like, oh. Uh, I was talking to my cousin on the phone today and I told him, yeah, people are upset about Chick-fil-A. And my cousin's like, oh, you guys fight about food over there? And, you know, it's stupid, but it's also funny. Yeah, it is funny. Because, like, people are protesting Chick-fil-A. Meanwhile, you know, you got kids on the other side of the world. That... And then I'm going to have people, oh, this guy's just virtual signaling. If you care about them so much. Do... If... Listen, if I, if, I had, if I had won the lottery, yeah. I would make a donation. Mm-hmm. Hands down. I get... It sucks. But, like, that's just, you know, like, I feel like people here on this side of the planet, mm-hmm. we're just given, we're, we're probably the most privileged people on this side of the planet. 
I had North America in general. North America in general. I wouldn't. Yeah. Well, Canada and the United States. You can't. Not Mexico. We can't. <laughs> say that, well, unfortunately, but like that's yeah. how it is. Like, yeah. Like you can do say anything you want without repercussion. Well, obviously, in certain instances, uh, uh, we have to ask Twitter on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you can feel whether you can believe whatever you want yeah. without you know without restriction. Like we're 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 a very um, culture diverse society, co- very progressive. You know, post postmodern society. Like we are, mm-hmm. you know. And it's just like I understand there are things happening. Yeah, but are they? Like, are they happening to the extent that that's being portrayed? Because the thing is, I don't want to sound like a stupid conspiracy theorist, but like, listen, I read 1984 when I was a kid. Big fucking mistake. (laughs) It it is. Because like, I don't, I like, I don't want to say I don't trust media, but I'm not ignorant either. Mm -hmm. You know, if I'm going to see something on the news. You have to question it. I'm not, I'm going to question it. I have every right to question it. Mm -hmm. Like when it came to the vaccine, Mm -hmm. I didn't question it because like, I'm not a fucking idiot. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry for people who were questioning the vaccine, but, like, most of you guys were all, like, dudes not to... You could do whatever. Knock down where you're living, but they were all a bunch of, like, low-income people living in basements. Oh, don't take the vaccine because they got nanobots. Like, dude, when I was growing up... When I was growing up, we got kicked out of school because we didn't get certain vaccines, and we just got the shot. It was more like this. I'm like... Like, people are saying that the, the vaccine was dangerous, but yet they'll go on a Friday and inject smack into their eyeball. Dude, I, you know how... Like, okay, that's not something to brag about. Like, I've done harder drugs yeah. than marijuana and alcohol, and I'm not going to be scared of a stupid vaccine. If it does something to me, okay. Mm-hmm. I guess this is how I go out. Mm-hmm. But whatever. Like, at the end of the day, they were only letting people work who had it. Mm-hmm. I got it. And, dude, it was so... Ugh, Honestly, what really pissed me off too was the fact that you had people arguing on Facebook about whether or not it was ethical or unethical to to take the vaccine. You had you had producers being like, "Oh, people who are vaccinated get extra time on stage." Like, it was just so like that was that was dumb. That's dumb. And here's the thing, I feel like I feel like the way it was handled from the beginning from our government was very uh, anti-productive unprofessional okay i i feel no action Uh, yeah no action was taken Mm -hmm. and not just that this is how this is how overprivileged you are over here Mm -hmm. the fact that was it dog ford or rob ford is the bowser looking (laughs) when he was like we're gonna lock down for two weeks people were losing their fucking minds dude when i heard i didn't have to work i was gonna be i was like fuck yeah okay i'm gonna be home i'm gonna get high i'm gonna get drunk you're gonna play video games i'm gonna gonna play video games i'm gonna play i'm gonna learn guitar i'm gonna do something dude the internet was like my world i could play world of warcraft if i wanted to learn how to learn how to speak more german but oh my god my freedom i can't go out and listen i get the restrictions were hard too because during that time my you know something was happening in my family which I wasn't able to go see them mm-hmm. because of these restrictions. So I get that. Mm-hmm. But the fact that you're saying your livelihood, your freedom is being taken. Dude, if you haven't been to prison, I know this because I have family that's been to prison. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't know what it is. To like, have no freedom. Yeah. Like, you, you don't know what it's like on the other side of the world where, mm. like, legit. Afghanistan right now. Like, if you, if you don't wear the, you know, the. Hijab. A certain weight, like. And I'm not saying that that's how the religion is. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying how these that's how this group of people are. Mm-hmm. But like there are certain things, like there are certain things that women can't do over there that that over here, like you know, they're like they're allowed to do. You know, wear pants. <laughs> uh, yeah, or or show your hair, show your ankles, like, mm-hmm. I, and like, and that, that's not to knock down the experiences of, of what people, other people are going through, but it's just like, like. You, you can't say you have it you have it really bad mm. like I understand there are people who have it in really severe situations but like come on like there, there there's dude tonight dude there's gonna be a kid who's probably gonna get his head chopped off because he didn't make a delivery on time for like the cartels and shit like that in Mexico like, yeah yeah and like stuff like that breaks my heart and like I always get like people oh you're using these things as crutches I'm not because it actually breaks it's, my heart it's more lines like you're bringing attention to it yeah and that's that. Will, that's what I was trying to do back then with this kind of subject matter is bring mm. like like we, I, I don't want to say I'm nihilistic or anything but at the end of the day like I feel like everything should be funny because when we die the only people that are going to join our company are going to be the maggots 
maybe well, that's maybe that's how I think after what happened to me, because you know after that whole ordeal, like I've 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 become more and more, I guess, I don't know, what's that word? Nonchalant. Nonchalant. Yeah. Maybe. Like, don't get me wrong. When that when that whole shit went down, I was sad. I was mm. devastated. Mm. I had lost my best friend. Mm. You know, the the love of my life. Um, I'm not talking about. I'm talking about like a parent. Yeah. Um, and th- I was sad. I was devastated. But then I thought to myself, okay, this is bad. But how do I make it funny? Exactly. Oh, dude, you have no like. That's the uh, that's the essence of a comedian. Like, you take, like, the darkest moments of your life and you just try and make it funny. Like, I've... Uh, same thing, too. I did that with my dad, too. Like, I'm still trying to make his funeral funny. Because, like, just... What what happened there was just the most hilarious thing to me. It was just, like... I'm not going to explain what the joke is or talk... Okay, you go on, But I'll tell you a funny story that yeah. I wanted to make into a joke. But go ahead. Yeah, but I don't want to get into details because if I talk about it right now, it gives away the whole joke. But, like... Something happened at my father's funeral that made me go, I'm going to be alright. Because it made me laugh. And I'm just like... And that's one of those things, like, laughter is one of those things that you have to have to make sure, make you know that you can actually push through something. Because if you, like, it's what Jimmy Carr said, like, I feel sad for people who get offended at, at jokes... And say that you can't say something because those are the type of people that just hard knuckle and white knuckle through life without any support. And that's the thing. Like, the, the comedy is not meant to hurt people. It's meant to make people see things in a different light and go like, okay, you know what? I might be suffering, but that's hilarious. Like, for example, this one comedian made fun of a disability that I have. I thought it was the most hilarious thing on the planet. He's not even suffering through it. But the way how he put it to, to me made me go like, that makes so much freaking sense, and that makes me it actually makes me fucking laugh. But you can talk about your story. Yeah. So for me, like, mm-hmm. a funny thing that happened at my dad's. Uh, fuck, I didn't want to say that, but whatever. You can say it. No worries. No, no. I just, I'm very like when it comes to like my family stuff. Yeah. I try to keep it away from comedy. Yeah. Because you know, there's just I don't want to mix the two up. And, no problem. You know. Um. But. So after, so the day of, we all ended up going back to my mother's house mm-hmm. and, you know, I had to go get food and stuff. So mm. everyone was giving me their orders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And what I found funny was, I, is, is that I went to go spend like almost like five, six hundred dollars in, in food for mm-hmm. my relatives and did not get a single penny back. <laughs> Like my dad's dead. Like my dad just died. Yeah. And all my aunts, my uncles, were like, "Oh yeah, I want the half chicken and the fries and the potatoes and the lettuce and this." And meanwhile, deep down inside, I'm just like, "You, you, you sons of bitches!" <laughs> like, like here I am trying. I'm trying to, I'm trying to cope with what just happened. You know, I just lost. I just lost my best friend, and, and here you are giving me orders. And when I came back, yeah. dude, when I came back, everyone just got their plates and everything and and nobody like thanked you or no one thanked me or anything and i'm just like this is it was at that point where it made me realize people don't like say they care yeah. and i'm not saying that my family doesn't care yeah. but like when something like that happens to you like oh, come on like you're sending me to go pick up your food <laughs> like get the fuck out of here it's so that is ridiculous man like I'm not laughing because no, it's... No, but it is funny, though. It is funny. Like, yeah. you know, I, I, I'm going... Like, I... This, like, I ha- and You know what else? Uh, so... You okay? Yeah, I'm good. So Give another, me a second, guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you get anything to keep talking about. Blah, blah, blah. Can I trouble you for a bottle of water? Sorry. Okay, no problem. Actually, I'll go get it. Okay, no problem. I have no idea how the hell this happened. Oh, God. My life is falling apart. <laughs> I don't know how the hell this happened. Okay, like a, uh, okay. Do we need to cut to commercial? <laughs> I wish I had that picture of like Kent Brockman losing his mind on the Simpsons. <laughs> the technical difficulty signs from the Simpsons. <laughs> no, just keep talking and go. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, just keep going. Keep going. So, uh, what ended up happening was, uh, so we're we're all there, and we're burying my dad, and then my mom's like. 
oh, you should go and say something. So I do. I go up. I, 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 I you know, I, I, I do a quick, because the thing is with me and my family, we're not very, um, we don't like to be showy about certain things, mm -hmm. right? Like when, when it happened, you know, my cousins, my aunts were asking me, oh, are you going to make a post on Facebook? Are you going to do something on social media? And like for me, it's like maybe that's maybe that's how that's you know the way some people cope with, with their loss but mm -hmm. i'm not like that you know like i when when it happened i only told like legit my boss at work mm -hmm. and then a few co-workers i wasn't going around being like oh this is what happened to me like i like my dad you know always taught me that you know always just be your own person be yourself mm -hmm. don't don't you know the world is not always about me, 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 me. Mm -hmm. Because I might have lost my, you know, but something worse could be happening to somebody else. Again, there's no measurement to that, mm -hmm. but, you know, I didn't feel, I didn't, I wouldn't have felt right doing something like that. Going on Facebook, being like, today's a tragic day, this is what happened. And then seeing people with their, like, fake hearts and likes, like, that's not, that's not me. That's not, you, that's not for you. Like, I did do that, you know, during Father's Day, because I felt really sad. I felt really sad because, like, you know, I, he's been gone for, like, you know, two, three years now. And seeing, you know, other people saying, like, I'm going to do this with my dad this weekend. I, you know. Oh, yeah. I, I know how that feels. So, it, yeah. It, yeah, it got to me. It, 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 and and it, it got to me to the point where it's just, like, you know, I I started crying. I called my cousin. Um she's like well you know what what triggered it what's going on I'm like yo father's day is coming up she's like you know just think about like you know same thing that everyone always says mm -hmm. think about the good times there's not much that i can say but like think mm -hmm. about the good times you know appreciate that he was around and, mm -hmm. and totally th that's the thing too like i'm ha like one thing that i am very happy about is despite the fact that you know i i, I i've had this loss i'm happy that i didn't have a bad relationship with because mm -hmm. like I grew up around friends and you know some family members where their their dad wasn't around and my dad was a dad to them mm -hmm. you know and that's one thing I, I like that's something that I hope that like it's gonna sound really really fucking sorry really stupid but like you can swear I don't care some people want to be famous some people want you know to be rich and all that I just I, for me I would be happy just being the half half the man my father was. Mm -hmm. It was very loved, very respected with his friends and his family. You know, he everyone loved him. You know, he was the guy that everybody went to when whenever um, something, something was going on. Like yeah. at church, you know, all my friends at church, all the other people, his friends at church, they would always go to him for like advice and stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom was the same way too. Like they enjoy. Like the thing is, if you ever met my dad or my mom, they are like polar opposites polar opposites they're very like bubbly very outgoing you know if i brought like girls over like my mom would be like oh hi <laughs> oh my god like how are you like i'm i'm so and so yeah. i'm under this is mom like how long have you known and like i don't know what it is like some people are like spooked with that kind of like personality you know i think that uh, your mom is el salvadorian my mom's from el salvador yeah. maybe it's because of just how it was there they were just like very well like, that and i keep dating white girls so i <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> that would fucking do it. Well, I don't date white. I date Italian, Portuguese, okay? Mediterranean. Very, very, very exotic <laughs> but, of you. Uh, <laughs> and, that's, and that's the thing, you know? Like, yeah, my my dad had always had a dream to have his own business. Mm -hmm. And that's something I, I hope that I can at least accomplish for him. If I end up doing that because of comedy, so, be great, yeah. you know, so be it. Because at the end of the day, with, with, with comedy... Yeah, you know, it would be nice to be rich and famous or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, my whole goal is is if I do end up making it to a point where I become financially successful, I'm not going to go buy myself a condo, buy myself a Ferrari or Bugatti or whatever the fuck Andrew Tate says. That if you don't have, you're not a man. <sighs> Dude, I can't stand his whole... So, yeah, like, oh, listen, Pierce, um, I, I believe that when the woman's given to the man, I can't take his voice. He, I can't. I can't take And that. I don't understand. I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't understand how s some guys actually listen to this. Yeah, like, not to knock him down, maybe what he said. Like, I, I don't really listen to what he says. 
I just think he sounds like an idiot. Because, like, to me, what a man is, is you... Care about your community. You have your own mind. Yeah. You're not listening to some guy off the fucking internet being like, if if the woman you get married to, she's your property or whatever the fuck he says. You know, like, it's, I don't know. Again, who am I? <laughs> but you're not right. You're not wrong. I am going to agree with you. Be your own man. That's what my... Because that's, a, like, speaking about our fathers, that's one thing I can say that I know my father will be proud of me for is that I'm being my own person. Instead of, like, just, like, listening... Because every time I, like, listen to, like, when I introduce this, I'm like, no, I- I'll do my own way, man. I'm good. But at the same time, uh, you want to know what? You answered all my questions without me even asking them. <laughs> Like you, you, I was gonna ask where you want to take your company. You want to make it a business somehow. Well, well, like, yeah. it would be. Well, my dad had an idea for like a, you know, a small family business, which you know, I, I hope me and my uncle can do one day. Mm. Um, that for me would be maybe open up a comedy bar and make it a, also a music bar at the same time. It's funny though. Like I remember one time when my dad was sick, mm. I brought him to uh, a show. Mm. I was there for Black Sheep. If you mm-hmm. guys haven't checked them out, Black Sheep Comedy. Um, I think Darcia Armstrong is running that. Mm-hmm. Um, very funny lady, uh, you know, giving me. Oh, is she doing it? Still? I think Black Sheep is still happening. Uh, Again, I don't know, but like the last time I did Black Sheep, she, uh, Darcia was there. Uh, yeah, cause um, she's like because Darcia is Darcia, right? And Kathy, uh, I think. Or, I yeah, because Darcia's just like running around Toronto and like doing whatever. So the, the, the yeah, Black, I know Black Sheep was something that they yeah. Black Sheep Comedy, yeah, Black Sheep, where they used to do shows in like bars and stuff in Newmarket. So yeah, it was a show in Newmarket mm-hmm. that I brought my dad and my mom to, mm-hmm. and it was terrible. It was a, it I dude I to this day mm-hmm. there are many things I do regret, and it's inviting my dying father <laughs> to a show. And and this was at, this, oh, that's so... dude. This was and this was when he was still able to talk too. So after he, everything was said and done, him yeah. and my mom were going home. And he's like, hey, you know what? I kind of, I, it would have been, I kind of missed you doing music. I'm like, fuck. Oh, God. <laughs> if you had given me that encouragement when I was younger, maybe I would have been a rock star by now. I don't know. My, my, my dad was like a huge troll with me. Anytime I was listening to like rock. That just sounds like dad humor. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he's like, you should have stuck with music. I was like, fuck. <laughs> if that was me and my dad said that to me, I would be fucking dying. I was. I was laughing. Like, it, it was... It was, you know what? Like, I'm I'm happy that I, I at least I provided some amusement for him, even though I, I didn't do anything like, that night. To be honest, I had five minutes on set. Three minutes were all laughs. Two minutes were all like, <laughs> so like it wasn't a bad set, but it could have been a lot better. But it was terrible. Cause... But okay, I have to also tell everyone this that like, no laughs is not bombing. It's if they're not listening, that's when you're bombing. Yeah. Because, but at the same time, uh, dude, man, as I said, you like blew through everything that I wanted you to ask me. Well, I wanted you to that I wanted to ask you. So I think since we're over an hour now, we can actually close this out now because we're both grown men and we have work tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or anything you want to? I just you know follow me on Instagram, AES Cervantes. You know, you it's right down there. Right down there. You know, I I post a lot of like. Workout exercise videos of me, you know, trying to get fit again. Um, I am, there is something else that I'm working on the side with this other comic, trying to keep it down though. But hopefully, I, hey, buddy, I'm sorry. I will get to it. He knows who I'm talking about. Don't want to say it's because it's, it's, it's a secret. Oh, okay. You're keeping on the DL. Secret project. Don't worry too much, man. Don't worry too Not much. Not that I'm worried too much, but like, you know. No, I understand NDAs. Don't worry. I understand what I know. I understand what you're So talking. there are a few things that I am working on. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. Maybe I end up being a fifth influencer. Maybe I end up, you know, doing comedy full time. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, nothing to plug except for my Streamlabs. Uh, remember... 100% of the of whatever you donate goes straight to this uh, podcast to make it better, to get me better equipment, to get me better mics. As you can see, I really do need a better mic because one just fell off inexplicably right now. And also, uh, no, I will be doing it uh, this week, but no mics this week for me because I am actually preparing for Toryuken. A Street Fighter Six tournament is coming on this uh, weekend, and I'm trying my best to get better at the game. That's good. 
And by the way, I forgot to ask, what the hell did you say at the beginning of the podcast? Oh, I was just like, good, good evening, everyone. My name is Andres Cervantes, and I am a performer from Canada. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. And I guess uh, next week, uh, hopefully, my guests will get back to me. I know I'm very stingy on not telling anyone who's my guest, and the reason to that is people's schedules change, and I have to go find a replacement really quickly. So I can't, I can't make those agreements in stone until I actually get a full-on yes. And then my next guest has not given me a full-on yes. But uh, that's been great, everyone. The first time I've ever done a podcast at, right after work. So I'm actually pretty proud of how well this went, actually. Yeah. Shout-outs. Shout All right, yo. We're going to do a shout-out. You can, can, you can do a shout-out. Yo, shout-out to, to my homie, Miguel Jose de la Barrera. Yo, shout-out to Sean Rappersan, R-A-M-P-E-R, San, the method to the madness, you know, because... What does he say in the song? Because you got the meth, the meth, the meth. Uh, yo, Miles Rubin, John DePaula, uh, Madison Cassidy. Who else we got? Vong uh, Show. Vong Show, fucking hilarious guy. KS, uh, KS Stevens, I think that's who she is. Ray Gallimore is also funny. Uh, check out Hannah Valdoon's yep. fucking funny. Uh, Brian Chiffone. Brian Schiaffoni, check out Brian Schiaffoni. Um, Jared Nathan. Jared Nathan. The, I'm trying to make the shout-outs here about all these new talents of this guy. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, listen to over. Yo, these are f- new people that I've been seeing. They're very funny. Uh, Shout-out to guys Jesse Singh, Johnny Bader for doing what you guys are doing. Very hilarious. You guys are funny. And you know what? Uh, whomever I'm forgetting, I'm sorry. Uh, to the new guys and the old guys, whoever's been on the streets, you guys are all funny. Keep doing it. Um, and last but not least, shout-out to the guy who's been pushing me from the beginning uh, uh, Christ Christ has risen Mr. Quincy Martin check him out <laughs> <laughs> he's a very funny guy dude um, you know hail up to everybody thank you Quinn for all the support that you've given me everybody else uh, blessings ciao okay but I'll just add this one little tiny thing all the names that we mentioned this is why I say like this is like Toronto is slowly becoming what New York was in the 90s when the comedy scene was going off. And look who came from that. Oliver Coopery, Nathan Griffin. Who else do we got? Um, Ryan Zeitz. Who else do we got? Liam Kelly. <laughs> Liam, Dude, Liam Kelly. Liam Kelly, Matt Henry, Chris Bonaparte. Check all these lists, all these names I've been giving out. Check them all out. Very funny acts. And, you know, I'll follow them. Support live comedy. Support Toronto. Whoever's watching this, if you're a comic, if you're just somebody, just try try you know these are a lot of funny guys trying to make it into the big leagues again thank you very much for your time and you know what um, salute <laughs> pros pros in you guys have a good night and keep well peace <laughs>